0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: Hello.
2: And Red Wine.
1: Boom, fly, darling. And happy Friday to everybody.
0: Woo, woo. I know, that's right.
2: What's
3: up, What's <laughs> up,
2: woo, Well, you got Big Father's Day weekend in Juneteenth coming oh, up. Sure. Those should be, you know.
1: Yeah. And happy so Father's Day to-, to all the fathers out there and the fathers' stand-ins and those standing in the gap for somebody's father, father figures, all of them. Happy Father's Day.
2: Mm hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, mm-hmm. That's what so hopefully um, that will always be the connection. What do you think? That Father's Day will always be the weekend of June tenth. Would that be uh, date-wise? What is it? Uh, is Father's Day the uh, second Sunday in the in June? Yeah, mm-hmm. June. It'll mm. probably be yeah. close every year. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's the same weekend. That's a good combination. Yeah, it probably is. Your father's need a little mm-hmm. more props because, you know, Father's Day needs some help. Ah,
0: uh-huh, for right. sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the way Mother's Day come in, Father's Day come in like a slow week on the tires. <laughs> anyway. Perfect.
1: All right. Um, All right, Papa Dee What you starting us out with today?
2: I'm going to start off with, um, you know, I was going to go on the thing about, you know, go around the table about, you know, customer service, you know, but I want to change up a little bit and say, do you think that people that you deal with, do you think they just, that their skin is just too soft when you come in hard with them or you, you know what you want? Do you find that, you know, people are just so sensitive that they'd rather hang up on you, not deal with you? be controversial with you because you actually know what you're talking about. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As an example, like to say that you're the homeowner and they're coming at you like you don't know your own damn house or you've been with the cell phone company longer than they've been employed by the cell phone company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or any, any company, whether it be gas, electric, whatever. What do you think about that? I mean, have you gotten any recent hassles or – Incompetence or bad customer service or, you know, based on well, thin skin? I, or, I, I
1: It you know. wasn't necessarily thin skin, but I did have to speak more harshly to a cashier than I normally would. I was at a shoe store, and the shoes were on clearance. And without going into the whole story, the cashier couldn't ring up the price correctly for the markdown, so she decided to charge me the full price and thought that that was okay. And I guess mm. she thought I wouldn't notice. Now, I had to stop myself from, from stepping out of my usual character and reading her a riot but, you know, I said, all right, let me, let me be calm. So I said, um, that's not the correct price. It should have been marked down 40%. That's a big difference. I'm not talking about 5% off. It was 40% off. She wanted to charge me full price. I'm like, yo, no, 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 no. I said, that's not right. And she's looking at me, giving me attitude the whole transaction. So she finally says, I got to get a manager. I said, yeah, let's get the manager. And at this Mm. point, I was pissed. But the manager came over. She had trouble reading the correct SKU number, But she finally got it right, and then she was about to walk away. I said, did you include the 40%? The manager handled it. She didn't give me attitude. But Miss Gurley, behind the counter, the whole time just had this whole disposition of, I ain't got time for this. And Mm -hmm. I thought, man, if you just say the wrong thing, I'm about to set it off up in this joint today. But she went ahead, and after the manager did what she did, then this thing gonna hand me the bag with the shoes in it, with the receipt. She didn't say thank you. She didn't say anything. She just stuck her arm out to hand me the bag. I had to stop myself again from snatching it out of her hand. I just took the bag and walked out. And then when the survey came in the mail, in the email, I lit that survey up and told them I am done with all of y'all at that location, probably all your locations because of what happened. And I detailed it for him, and I say all that to say, customer service, sometimes people like that will ruin it for the whole business. So to answer your question more specifically, I didn't have to really go in on her, but I did have to be very firm. You know, I'm always the happy-go-lucky shopper because I'm happy, I'm getting shoes 40% off. I was happy till I encountered her. And her sour disposition, so she just changed everything about the mood. If I didn't want those shoes that bad, I would have left them right on the counter instead. I tell you what, you can have them at full price. You dim whip but I wanted them, so I just was like, no, you gonna mark them down and do it right.
0: Okay. Sounds so that's my bad
1: customer service story. What you got, tell <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the you
1: clip. just pass around. Put your bad story. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I haven't had any lately. You know, a lot of times I don't um, deal with the peons. I ask for a manager. You know, if the manager is acting like a, like you said, dip, win or whatever you said, I'm like, okay, well just keep it. Whatever it is, you just keep it. it. It's not even worth it. Um, you know. I'm going to get something out of the deal. Because, you know, especially sometimes when you go in the stores and they have the uh, item on the wrong shelf or the wrong price on it, mm-hmm. they're supposed to give it to you at that particular price. But, um, you know, uh, some, some people don't do that. I'm like, okay, we can keep it. I, that's okay. I don't want it now. So I don't yeah. go through the up and down. I just say that's okay. <laughs> But I I really haven't had no bad experiences. I mean, it's all how you approach people. You know, recently I did return some shoes that was, I don't know, probably six months old, Uh, but they'd never been worn. And um, luckily I got a hold of the manager. The manager, he was ringing me up. And I think it's just how you present yourself, you know, Um, cordial, nice, just, you know, how's your day going, you know. Especially when you're trying to uh, defuse a situation and they come in there all nasty and everything, I'll just say, well, how's your day going? <laughs> and it's like they mm-hmm.
0: just, just calm
3: on down. They're like a totally different version, you know, like so somebody you, paying you attention
1: to me. kill them with kindness method.
3: There you go. I sure do. I sure do. And most of the time, 99% of the time, I get my way. It might be 1% I don't, but 99% of the time. And he he, he um returned he <laughs> the money back on my card. I said, hey, cool, I'm good. I'm good, you man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I, I think sometimes there's there are situations <laughs> where kill them with kindness is the route to take, but then there are those times where if you get somebody who just comes at you like, it's almost like when you walk into a room and they already got both fists balled up, ready to fight. It's like, look, if you won't come at me that way, then chances are, for me, I'm going to respond that way. I would rather kill them with kindness, but if you come at me hard, I'm not going to just sit here and take it like a punching bag. It actually mm-hmm. just me. i see
3: you. I'll see you.
2: Well, you know. But listening to the two of y'all, I can honestly say that both of y'all were really talking about two different things, you know, which is, which is two different factors out there. I think the kettle, you were talking about how you, you know, diffuse a situation with attitude and all that. And I think Red Wine, you were just talking about just straight stupidity because that girl didn't know what she was doing with them shoes. She didn't know the register. She couldn't figure out. She didn't know her job. And the sad part about the job market is that when well, people don't know they use the deny. That's across the board with anything. If they don't know how to do something, they'll they'll just deny you of getting it. You know, like, well can I can I get the the lobster and shrimp together with the craft and if they don't know the procedure, no you can't you can't get that, no. No, you don't do it. you know what I mean? And then you talk to the manager and they'll say, Yeah, yeah, they you can get that. That could, you know. See, people sometimes lack of knowledge is a huge factor out there the today. And if people don't know how to work the register right, like you said, Wine, don't know how to pull up SKU numbers, you know, mm-hmm. and sit there. Now they think they're looking stupid. And then when you said before, remember you said that she was going to give it to you at the full price. Right. She just wanted to get rid of you, so she was going to throw the sale out the window. And not even, and just let you walk, thinking you're stupid and you're going to just walk away at full price. How many people, mm-hmm. if she did it to you, how many people is she doing that to, being that she don't know how to pull up the, uh, you know, the sale price? And mm-hmm. some people got so much on their mind, especially they got a couple of kids around them, you know, a four-year-old, a six-year-old. All right, okay, you're all set and they get home with the receipt saying, wait a minute, what's my discount? Because, you know, sometimes kids can take you out of that element, you know. Yeah, that's and true. And they'll, they'll throw the full price on you. and uh, But she was just stupid, sounds like to me. But uh, my experience was with with a, a person at a insurance company. I put, put in a claim for something. And this woman's going to tell me now, the last time I put in a claim, she said, okay, well, if you want to put in a claim for this particular incident, now in your basement, did you ever repair the other claim that was going on? I said, what claim are you talking about? She said, uh, back in 2021, you filed a claim for this there. I said, when did I file that? I said, y'all didn't, I didn't get anything from y'all in 2021. She said, no, we didn't pay the claim. We denied the claim. And I said, so why the fuck are you mentioning something you denied? Y'all keep records of stuff that you denied? Are you kidding me? And then you're going to ask me, did I get something repaired? In the basement, because it was the basement again. I said, what you was talking about was a whole other side of the damn basement. And would you care whether I got it repaired? You didn't give me no money. You know what I'm saying?
3: So why you asked me
2: for some shit that you didn't even pay for? So she set me off, and I went in hard, real hard. But what I did in order to save face for the future, when the survey came in the next day about it, I gave her five stars. Because I had to talk to her manager and everything else, so when they send the survey, they're waiting to see where I'm at. So I'm not going to throw heat on a survey, because that can come back to haunt you if it's an insurance company. You got to continue to deal with. You know what I mean? So you got to wonder, do I got to walk across this path again? And I will have to. You know, being it's a homeowner's insurance company. So I said, fuck it. Let me give her five stars. Make her, because she she was waiting because we were arguing like husband and wife up in there, you know. Oh God! And then, it, it, oh, it was heavy. I was calling her all kinds of sons of bitches, and <laughs> but she was expecting my 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 survey to be, bitches, but it wasn't. It was all it was all fives. She probably looked at it well, and said, Oh
1: shit! So Girl. see, in the end, you killed her with kindness.
2: Oh no doubt, because if I would have said she was horrible. Now, see, you know, because the manager said, oh, she's one of our best best uh, claim agents. I said, yeah, and I'm one of your best customers, so you need to kiss my ass, too, if you're going to kiss her hmm. ass. So anyway, well, I was on both of them anyway. All right, so well, that's okay. all I got with that. So.
1: All right. Well, anyway. uh, let's see. We're not taking any calls tonight, so sit back, get your favorite cocktail, as Kendall says, and enjoy the show. We're going to go ahead and uh, switch over to Kettle with the rundown. What you got for us tonight, Kettle? Go for it.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, in focus, uh, we're going to talk about Uber, test rise for teens. Um, also, slave descendants in Minnesota and the Dakotas to receive $50 million in grants. Also, video shows, shows crash, explosion that triggered the I-95 collapse. Also, our Cocktail of the Week, What's Popping with Papaditi, of course. Of course, we're going to lighten up with our weird news. Scientists finally studied the Blue balls phenomenon. And uh, also, a man accidentally shot himself in his sleep. And an American uh, tourist is forced to box a kangaroo. Also, I'm just saying with Red Wine, uh, who should really be sued? Living for the City with Papaditi. My Hollywood Wrap-Up. The kiss it list and the last words. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite cocktail. And I guess we're going to get into the uh, focus.
1: All right, let's do it. And, Kel, since you All got right. the mic, you're up first. Ha-ha.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be interesting you guys' opinion on this. Uber will now let teens ride in cars a Okay, Uber is rolling out new features to make it easier for people of all ages to access its riding hailing service, including an option that will let teens under the age of 18 ride alone for the first time. At its annual product event, Uber unveiled a new teen account feature, which allows teens between the ages of 13 and 17 to hail rides and be in the car on their own. The parents and guardians can also monitor them remotely through the app. The uh, new um, option rolls out, uh, rolled out on May 22nd in more than a dozen metro areas in the United States and Canada, uh, including New York City, Atlanta, uh, Dallas, and Houston, uh, with plans to launch in more cities along, uh, to the coming Um so it, it it goes on to say previously those under the age of eighteen were not allowed to use Uber without being accompanied in the car an adult. Hmm. So it sounds like Uber's trying to get more coins. I guess That's they figure the team, like it. They, yeah, they have, you know, the summer jobs, they got a little coin. Put a little uh, app on the phone. Cause I guess kids are getting phones at what, thirteen now? So um, hey. But uh, the new accounts will include a unique PIN number that teens will have to give to their driver before embarking, and uh, in-app audio recording on the ride. Um, a live trip tracking feature also lets a parent follow the trip progress via the um, Uber app. And also, parents can contact the driver directly during the trip, as well as contact Uber support team. Okay. Sounds pretty good. Uh, but how is?
1: But you know, I'm sorry, I just had a question though. How is that different uh-huh. from what Uber does now? Like now, if you if you have a ride that you set up with somebody, if they share it with you, you can track where they are. So that's already a feature that's available. So I'm just wondering, like, what what's the? I guess the difference is they're just going to allow unaccompanied minors.
2: That's really what it is. Ooh. You hit it on the nose, Red White. You hit it on the nose. That's exactly what they're doing. And I personally don't agree with it. And when mm-hmm. we have time. I'll tell you why. Because uh, when you say between 13 and 16, I don't see a badge on nobody's chest saying how low they are. And we don't know where they're uh-huh. coming from, what they're doing, what they got in that bag, what they've been drinking or what they've been smoking. As an Uber driver, I'm not babysitting your child. I'll be honest yeah. with you, because soon as something happened, they don't want to blame you. Well, he picked me. He or she picked me up and took me over there, and I didn't want to go over there, but they made me go. Kids have too many outlets to get adults in trouble, and I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying. Because when they get in trouble, boys, they run for the hills and call for mommy. Yeah,
3: so, but yeah. I, I do, yeah, I do think that um, uh, Uber is is advertising this particular feature because. It's all about the dollar. First of all, Uh they're business. Second of all, they want to put that in place. Now, from my experience, I know somebody that is a driver, and from my experience, they they had told me that um, they've had um, teenagers or 12-, 13-year-old kids in the car. They've taken them to a doctor's appointment. They were taking them to school, Um, and they didn't have no PIN number. But um, mm-hmm. some writer, adult writers, uh, they do um, offer PIN numbers um, to be sure that, you know, that they're in the right vehicle. So um, they've experienced that. So it's telling like they try to combine the two, but like you said, if somebody Hells an Uber, somebody else may get in that ride. But I do, um, um, they do have a feature where um, if, if Jane is calling the, it's a vehicle for Tom um, The person's name Tom will come up But you know they'll say that it's um, Through Jane or something but I'm just saying You know you'll know who's riding with you It's not Jane per se but it's Tom So
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, I think overall, the time is, has, has improved and they're getting better um, But I think This feature while they're doing it, it's, it's just all about the um, the Money
2: you know Yeah, but see, the money don't take the place of the crime, you know. And in Jersey, they have something called Megan's Law. Megan's Law Mm -hmm. in New Jersey is cruelty to children in any way. And if a child accuses you of anything in New Jersey, you fall under Megan's Law, and your ass is going to jail. And I wouldn't, I just, I just kind of feel like let them kids ride with their mom. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because they can be coming from a party. And they always say, well, they can track them, but how you know they even got their own phone? Their girlfriend could have their phone while your daughter's in that house still drunk at the party. So, you know what I mean? It's a lot of scenarios. I mean, I hope they work it out, and I'm just glad I ain't got kids that age I got to worry about, especially little girls, you know. Mm-hmm. But I agree with thing. Papa Didi. I
1: think that for mm-hmm. Uber, this could potentially be a recipe for disaster. There's so many different things that can go wrong. And like you just said, Papa Didi, it's so easy to tell your parents, I'm just going over to Becky's house and we're going to study for this school project. And then you give your phone to Becky and it stays at Becky's house so your parents can track you and see, oh, she's still at Becky's. And this child Mm -hmm. has gone somewhere else, (laughs) who knows where, Mm -hmm. doing who knows what, and
2: if yeah. Uber couldn't take
1: for there, that's just not good. So I, I think Uber
2: is defenseless. On. It's so sad. The driver is defenseless thinking everything is cool. And mm-hmm. they're just being the victim of circumstances. And now the driver is all hemmed up. And because mom didn't, Becky didn't arrive, and who was the driver? And they got your name and your, you know. So yeah. Oh, anyway, that's, that's my opinion. opinion. I'm driver. not trying to discourage anything. I'm yeah, you sure know, I'm like you just
0: nothing.
1: said, if the driver takes them to the place where they were supposed to be, and then the parents mm-hmm. come back and want to jump on the driver, the driver is like, hey, I took them to the place where the app said take them. Now, where they went Bye. after that, I can't
3: tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. But also, also, they're going to feature um, U.S.-based customers. They can call a, a 1-833 number use Uber. It's a toll-free number to speak with an agent in English or Spanish and request a ride on demand or reserve. So here again, they open up another avenue um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people may not have uh, uh, if you're older, you may not understand what apps are and things like that to try to get an Uber. So, hey, it's all about the money. So they find any means necessary to get an Uber. Uh, that's that's yeah. the number one ride share in uh the area, so Thank I can understand them. them. That, Thank but, you. Right. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying kudos to them for that, but the team thing, yeah, I, I kind of oppose that myself as well.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, so they, I can understand them expanding it for the seniors and elderly and whatnot mm-hmm. to make it easier right. for them because, you know, dealing with apps mm-hmm. can be challenging right. for them, so I get right. that. That. I think mm-hmm. they need to back
2: off of these kids. Go ahead, Papa Diddy. Because again, when it comes to kids, you got urban kids and suburban kids. You know what I mean? So, and they both got their own tricks. Each neighborhood, <laughs> you know. Urban suburban. Both urban and suburban is pulling some tricky shit. So you know, I thought, I'm looking out for the Uber driver myself. You know what I mean? I just don't want them to be in the middle of 13 and 14 year olds hooking the crooking, you know, yeah. and using the Uber driver as, the, as a getaway boy, you know. <laughs> go, go, take me to Mary's house real quick. I was supposed to have been there two hours ago. <laughs> you know, anyway, we'll see what happens. Yep.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I'm glad I don't have any teenagers I got to deal with with that. So, all right. All right, we'll move on. Um, I've got the next one. This is... My uh, Juneteenth story, because this is going to happen on Juneteenth, which I thought was kind of cool, but this one is coming out of, uh, it's the Bush Foundation. They're, they are, and I'm not sure which, which group of Bushes this is, but it's called the Bush Foundation, has seemingly got a move on repairing the generational wealth of black Americans faster than any state in the legislature. According to the Star Tribune, the Bush Foundation is going to issue $50 million to slave descendants living in Minnesota and the Dakotas, that's North and South Dakota. The foundation collaborated with the Nexus Community Partners of St. Paul, Minnesota, to push forward their first program ever to try to reverse long-term economical effects of systemic racism. The Open Road Fund is what it's called, is going to open their grant applications on Juneteenth. So if you're black and you're a descendant of slaves and you live in North or South Dakota or in uh, Minnesota, please pay attention. Get your application in. They said on Juneteenth, which is the day we remember the end of slavery in the United States, and the plan is they're going to issue grants up to to 800 slave descendants over the next eight years. Uh, Through the $50 million open road fund, Nexus has a chance to provide a return on the investment of black folks that have long since, um, you know, added to the country to, uh, they're trying to basically help bring black wealth back. Uh, The Nexus representative whose name is Repa Mecca, sounds like an Indian name, Repa Mecca. Uh, Repa Mecca said, to us, black wealth building is about creating spaces and opportunities that help all black people to thrive. So I don't know if that person's Indian or not, but anyway, that's the uh, CEO Mm -hmm. of Nexus. So the Nexus and the Bush Mm -hmm. Foundation say that this program is not to be considered a reparation effort because it is not extensive enough, but community leaders are saying that, you know, it will help to address the generational effects in a meaningful way. So I applaud them for what they're doing, and I hope other states pay attention and start to do something similar, because they got plenty of money. Black folks have made a lot of money for all of the states in the United States and have never really, really reaped the benefit for it. So uh, the Bush Nexus Program is going to be the first in the Midwest that's issuing money to the descendants of slaves, and they're saying that even though the individual grants are too small to really result in large-scale economic development, they're still very hopeful that it is going to make a difference. So. Like I said, the goal is to try to break down the socioeconomic barriers that inhabit the black community's ability to attain and retain wealth. And with these funds, they're hoping that this is going to help black people to become property owners, business owners, pay for education, and anything else that's going to help to increase wealth in the black community in the Dakotas and in Minnesota. So I applaud the effort. I hope it all works out the way that they say. And I think what's good about this is that, unlike some proposals that have been put out there for reparations, this program is very specific in that these are grants. So if you've ever had to apply for a grant, a grant is very specific. It's not like you can just say, I'm a descendant of slavery, so where's my money? That's why they're saying this is not reparation. These are grants. So if you don't have something that falls in the category of what the grants will provide, you're not going to get the money. But if you come in there and you can show them, hey, I'm trying to buy a home, I'm trying to start a business, I actually have a business plan, or I've actually looked at the homes, and here's the home I want to buy. You know, you got to come correct is the bottom line. So, this is not going to be like, I'm black. Where's my check? But this is more like, I'm coming correct, and I'm black in these three states. So, can I get some of that grant money? So, we'll see how it goes. But so what do y'all think about that?
2: Tell me, There's another another subject I don't agree with. I really don't agree with it at all because, for one, what are they doing up in Minnesota and the Dakotas? What, that wasn't even an area where the Civil War was. So these people that lived in the South that moved up there or something, or they going to so if they do give them money up there, they're taking that money up to the areas where the area is mostly white up in the Dakotas and, and Minnesota's. You know, got its level of black people there, but. What's that still gonna do? You gonna sprinkle some salt on the big ass hoagie and you think you're gonna taste the salt? I didn't mean, so that's just my opinion, you know, but uh Okay. And and as far as I'm concerned, most black people of a certain age have descendants of slaves. Damn near all of us. I have grandparents that was born in the eighteen eighties. So therefore mm-hmm. their grandparents were slaves. So we all are connected. How are you gonna say people that are Connected. All black people qualify for that shit. Every damn one of us. And we can't pick and choose who we're going to give it to. Give it to fucking everybody. That's all I got to say on the subject.
3: Okay. Well, you know well, what? I, I, go ahead. I, you got a good point, but it's like, who's going to apply? Some people may be afraid to apply. Like you just said, we all black. And if you live in those areas, why not go ahead and apply? Let's see what happens. What you got to lose?
2: So, So, I mean,
3: at at, at least uh, they're trying to give us an opportunity to do better ourselves or to do better or to have more than what we've already had. So, I mean, I think it's a a good step in the right direction. The only thing that I don't think that I think may come back to bite is if somebody non-black come uh, forward and say, well, what about us? Or say that's unconstitutional. You know It does say I mean Like discrimination So to speak
1: But they did say Descendants of slaves So any Any people That are Not descendants of slaves Would not even qualify But I I hear what you're both saying I still feel like Why not
0: I understand what you're saying
1: too Papa Didi You know But they are targeting people Descendants of slaves who live in those states, in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Minnesota is where George Floyd lived. So in Minnesota Mm -hmm. and North and South Dakota, I don't know how many black folks live in the Dakotas. I know there's some black folks in Minnesota. um, Minnesota. But to the question of who, they said descendants of slaves. The only people, black folks, that I think are not descendants of slaves would be, People who came here from Africa, the Caribbean, uh, India, any any of those kind of places, Central America, stuff like that. Chances are, if you came here or your parents and grandparents came from those countries, you're probably not a descendant of slaves. But for black folks in America, whose folks live in America and came from America you're probably a descendant of slaves. So it'll be interesting to watch and see how it goes because there's a reparations proposal I think California is looking at. Governor, what's his name, Uh, Newsom. Governor Newsom was pushing for some kind of reparations for black people in the state of California. And I don't recall if there's any other state. Actively looking into reparations, but I do believe there's a couple of them. But that's all I have on that story. So I'll be watching because I just want to see how mm-hmm. this going to go.
2: Yeah, we
1: go. All right, we'll go to you, Papa Didi. What's your uh, in focus tonight?
2: Well, my focus is uh, up here in Philadelphia. They had a sad situation where a tanker uh, blew up underneath Route 95, which was up around the. Uh, Allegheny and uh, Tacony area and all that jazz up around. Right when you come, right when you come into the city through Center City, and you're descending to go north, to go up to Bucks County or up around the northeast area of Philadelphia, it was going underneath 95. And as it came around a the curve, they showed it kind of exploding and all, and it uh, was carrying thousands, thousands of gallons of gasoline. This happened on uh, last Sunday morning. It rolled over during the accident while coming off the interstate and uh, exploded leading leaned to the collapsing of the highway. So a video of the moment that the tanker collapsed with the bridge and exploded. It, was, it, it had been posted online. You know, NBC News has uh, determined that the camera is located uh, at the warehouse at what's called the Barlow Specialty School. which was a business near, uh, the street in the uh, Tycone section of Philadelphia. But the, the the flip side of this whole situation is that uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Nathan Moody, who's 53 years old. He was the one that was driving the truck. And he was a black man. And the family said that he was an excellent driver, a, a, you know, a dedicated worker, and all this jazz. And uh, we don't know what happened with it, but because the flip side of this whole thing is that I have no heard nobody speak on a driver and the condolences for him or anything like that. And, and since I was up in the Jersey-Philadelphia area that day, as a matter of fact, um, I've heard the mayor, the new governor, Shapiro, the mayor of uh, Philadelphia, the congressmen, the senators. The other day, uh, Buttigieg was there. The transportation, the secretary transportation was there. You know, Biden spoke on it as far as furnishing money to get the road back in order. But none of them politicians, as high as they go, said nothing about the condolences of, of this driver. You know, the only person that was killed in that situation, and nobody spoke on it publicly that I heard, Everybody's come oh, we got to get that going, oh, man, the traffic's all in different areas. People got to go other ways to get around 95. And now we're going to put some stained glass, uh, refurbished glass steel stuff over there to make a, a bridge over it so people can actually ride over it while we repair other areas and we'll move the temporary stuff back and forth so we can get traffic down 95. And everybody's talking about getting the area going again. But still, nobody's speaking on the family, and it's a goddamn shame. You know what I mean? Because wow. so this man had to be—he had to be identified with his teeth, his dental records. That's how bad he was destroyed. And and I just want to offer my condolences to the Moody family, and hope that they're with God's speed, trying to get back in some kind of perspective to make arrangements for this gentleman, and he had three children, you know, to preserve his memory in some respect. And for people to are not worrying so much about business and getting making their money back on the highway and something like that, somebody died in this situation. The truck could have failed. The brakes could have failed. Nobody's investigating the actual accident. Everybody's just trying to rebuild Route 95 just to keep going. So far as I'm concerned, all those politicians that didn't mention the family's name one time are definitely on the kissing list, in my opinion. They can kiss my ass personally. And that's all I got to say on this story.
1: Woo. Yeah, that's bad. Like, you got to acknowledge the man that was driving the vehicle. It's not like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: nobody said he was intoxicated or did something wrong. It was Mm -hmm. an accident.
2: There's nobody left to even check that. So that's off the table. And they just, oh, we got to fix the, and Boudicchett's down there and all the officials, the senators, and the, my goodness. And I'm Philly has all the, the
1: I-95 politicians on the Kissit list.
2: Mm-hmm. All the tri-state area politicians in Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, that's where it's stands. So they're all going through different neighborhoods and all trying to get where they going.
1: So, so you said they're trying to come up with some kind of temporary solution.
2: Yeah, you know you're on the highway sometime and you go over those big metal grates.
1: You know, oh, you yeah,
2: yeah. You, when you those big metal grates there, but they're using some type of glass, some type of recycled. Uh, it's really hard glass, like a I don't know what it's like a plexiglass type of thing, but. They're going to be laying that on there. And they got it. They even have a camera where you can watch them rebuild a 95, a 24-7 camera that watches the, the whole thing. And so who's
1: paying for money? that? I'm just asking. Well, who's for, paying for this, they, all this 24-7
2: coverage? Well, they put in for a state of emergency through the government, so the government's going to repay the city. Right now the city's got a... Hundred police officers on overtime every day, stationed at forty-three different checkpoints all around the city, because everybody's taking alternative routes. So they're going through different neighborhoods. You got big old eighteen riggers going through little small neighborhoods now, because they can't use ninety-five. So everybody's yeah, doing I something heard... different, and the police are jockeying and everything. You know, it's a mess. It's not I a bridge; it's a on part the of the highway.
1: I heard them saying on the news that there was concern about these trucks. Going through some of the smaller neighborhoods and streets that they normally don't mm-hmm. have big rigs coming through, and that could right. potentially cause problems on those streets because they're not accustomed to handling that kind of constant weight and traffic coming yeah. through there.
2: Wires and poles, and all, you know. Yeah, all kind sounds of stuff.
1: like a all right. Well, thank you for the update on that one. I will not be traveling up in that area on Interstate 95. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, yeah. I would recommend that. Take Route mm-hmm. 1 to Turnpike or something different. Don't get on 95.
1: Alternate routes. Or take the train. The train will go right by all that crap. So if you got to go that way, try taking the train, Amtrak. There you go. All so, right. So
3: let me to- ask a question before we get off of this. Uh, did they say that the um, vehicle had something to do with the um, collapse of the bridge or was it structural?
2: No, the fire was so intense from the tanker that it was burning underneath, the, underneath 95 the whole time, just burning like like a barbecue. It was almost like 95 was steak on top of a barbecue pit, burning and burning in such a heat ratio that eventually collapsed. And as it was burning, people were still going over the the south side, coming south. The north side mm-hmm. was the one that collapsed. The south side, they show mm-hmm. people, uh, the one guy said, I saw the smokes, so I just floored it, and mm-hmm. I heard it buckle, but it was about to collapse. He just happened to get past there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't a bridge. It was, a uh, you know, just a section, but a big section. If mm-hmm. you look on the news, you'll, you'll see it, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just, condolences.
1: Yeah, condolences to the Moody mm-hmm. family, the family of that mm-hmm. trucker that died in the flames like that. That must be yeah, a horrible Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. fifty-three
0: years
2: old. That's
1: rough. And you said he had three yeah. children.
2: Three children. He was cremated. Yeah. Mm, God right bless there the him. Truck.
1: All right. Well, after that, we could really use a cocktail. So, Kettle, uh, we're going to go to you mm-hmm. for the cocktail of the week. Uh, take it away, Kettle, with
3: the cocktail of the week. We week, week. All right. This is called the Preakness Manhattan. Preakness Manhattan includes one and a half ounces of bourbon whiskey, also one-fourth ounces of cognac, Papa Didi, uh, a half an ounce of um, uh, the liqueur. A half an ounce of um, Roseville Rouge sweet vermouth. And three dashes of aromatic bitters. Um, we're going to shake all, shake all those ingredients um, with ice. And uh, in a shaker, we're going to strain that in a coupe glass. And our garnish is going to be a lemon zest. Twist, and that is called a Preakness Manhattan. It's delicious.
1: Ooh wee! That thing sounds like straight liquor mixed with liquor and more liquor.
0: Ooh!
3: <laughs> I think you'd be told from the floor. You said we need in Scottsdale,
2: oh, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, yeah was, you gotta go. Uh, that sound That sound Ooh. real potent. Oh for <laughs> that sure. Gonna, yeah. That yeah. thing will burn on. your
1: eyebrows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: boy. Woo. Uh,
1: All right. Yeah. Thank you, Kettle. Kettle got the potent yeah. cocktails this week. What was that called uh, again, Kettle? The
3: uh, freakness. Uh, what? Freakness
1: Manhattan.
3: Right. What Woo-wee. Yeah. I'm
1: scared of that one. Maybe it should be
3: named Freakness Freakness.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the freakness will come after that freakness. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, we're not taking any calls tonight, so we're going to keep it moving and um, give you all, let's see, where are we? Where are we, y'all? What's popping? Papa Didi? over to you. What's popping, Papa Deedee?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Tonight, I'm going to pay homage to a personal situation of mine that was rectified to uh, just yesterday, up in New Jersey, I had a situation up there in a property where uh, the sewage backed up. Things were clogged, and I'm up there in the house flushing the toilet and doing my business day after day after day, not knowing that everything was backing up into the utility sink because it wasn't going out of the house. So when it came back, first thing it did was came back through the pipes up through the utility sink. In the basement, and filled it up with everything—feces, the whole nine. I think I saw collard greens and eggs and bacon, and everything in that sink there of stuff I may have eaten over the past few days. Anyway, and then it was TMI. But uh, the interesting part about all that is that I had to jump right into action, bailing out buckets and buckets of uh, crap, literally, and carrying it to the sewer down the street. Eight, nine buckets. I mean just you had to immediately get on your horses and find a way to not only clean up the situation but how are you gonna be able to use the bathroom until you get it fixed? Now this happened on a Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday morning. Tuesday midday. So Tuesday was a wash with everything and then Wednesday trying to find once you get everything cleaned up where it's half as suitable but still smelling, trying to find a plumber, damn, Whew. what a challenge that is, I tell you, between plumbers and electricians, man, I don't know which ones are the worst when it comes to you trying to find one, not not just find one, but one that you can work with, one that has a legitimate price, but you know, the price is going to be high anyway, so get ready for that, but I dealt with a couple of people, and like we said before about customer service, I dealt with one guy that, uh, Someone had told me about, I knew a brother that couldn't get away, so he recommended to one of his coworkers to come and do it, but then the coworker said, I'm busy too. Let me connect you with my brother. Now, that must have been Joe Ghetto, brother, because he was ghetto as hell. Talking arrogant, do a that like, Yeah, it like you need to be snake. You need to put a snake in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 265. Two I can't get there to the mob. Give me two sixty five. I said, Well, brother, you ain't even seen what the problem is. How you know what? I know what you need. I know what you told me the problem was. I know what you need. I said, Oh my God. I said, Brother, look, man, that. What, what's wrong? The price, the price scared you. This is exact words. The Price scared you. I said, No, no, man. I just, I, I ain't wanna, you know, cause people nowadays they shoot your ass. I wanted to say, No, I just don't want to fuck with you. Because your attitude stinks out loud, man. You didn't even want to come by and see what the problem was. You just throwing prices at my ass. What is wrong with you? You know? So parted ways with him. So I called another brother, a good friend of mine, and uh, he's uh, into the uh, housing department of the city. And uh, he recommended the company, you know? And I just want to pay homage to these, these brothers here. They were called uh, Tri-City Contracting in the New Jersey area. Two young brothers came up in here. I was talking to the boss on the phone, and they I had to wait about a day or so. They are supposed to come, uh, what was the Wednesday night, but they got busy, and the guy said, okay, well, they'll be there 1230 the next day. So I waited patiently because I had my bathroom kind of, you know, set up where I could, you know, do the craft and then, you know, then, dumped the water and had it falling in a bucket, you know, you know when you set up the system, you know. So the brothers finally came, you know, Thursday night about maybe 7.30 or so. I would say 7.30, but yeah, about, about 7 o'clock. They went down there and checked it out, and someone uh, had a bad pipe. They said, okay, well, we can still, you know, um, snake it and, you know, still go through, but then we can talk about fixing that pipe later, yada, 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 yada. Now, remember the other guy said 265. So I asked ask these brothers to do it, and uh, the guy told me first, he said, 350 I thought about the 265 guy, but also thought about his attitude. But then their boss said, well, you know, give him a break, and he dropped me down $50 because I was waiting, you know, most of the day. And I said, okay, I appreciate that. Now, I'm going to show you through customer service, these brothers were so good and decent, I didn't care about paying 300 as the pay to paying $365, which was cheaper, but the $265 people had a damn attitude that I didn't want to mess with. No let them come in my house. So these brothers, they, they cleared it out, put it through, ran the water, flushed the toilet, checked their work, yada, 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 bing, bang, boom. And then you had to pay a little charge because you used a credit card. So it cost me about three thirty, three forty. So it probably went back up to $350. You had the taxes and everything. But I was satisfied with the work and satisfied with the people. So we're just going to show you that you're, 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 you, don't, you're, you don't mind stretching your pocket and opening up your heart because people that are treating you decent even if it costs more money. That's the moral of the story. So, you know, it, it was a lesson of everything. Learn a little more about the house as far as, you know, what was backed up. I learned about plumbers. I found a plumbing company. Like I said, Tri-City Contracting. And, you know, they hooked me up. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. And now the dude is rolling out my house again, and I'm, and I'm happy. That's all I got to All right
3: there. now. Okay. So customer service wins again.
0: Yeah.
3: It Even is. more costs. Mm-hmm. Whoop, there it is.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi, uh, for that, for what's popping. And let's see, where are we going next? Oh, we're going to the weird news next. All right, it's time for the weird news. And once again, we're not taking any calls tonight. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy this show. And we're going to go right into the weird news. And I'm going to jump in first. And this one is scientific weird news, so bear with me. Scientists have finally studied the blue balls phenomenon. I don't know if people have heard that phrase before about blue balls, but it says that though blue balls is a fairly popular term and the phrase itself originated way back in 1916 in the U.S., there has not been much in the way of academic study on the topic of blue balls. This has caused people to question whether blue balls is a real thing, whether people used it as a way to convince partners into continuing sexual activity to orgasm. Now there's a number of theories flying around about the phenomenon of blue balls and its cause. One theory is that following orgasm, the veins quickly decompress, resulting in the emptying of blood from the genitals. Another theory says that the slowed drainage of blood in the absence of ejaculation may result in congestion, discomfort, and pain in the genitals. Now, this theory describes the term blue balls to be the phenomenon of deoxygenated blood that appears blue under the scrotal skin, and that's where the term blue balls comes from. Now, this research team attempted to investigate whether people really believed in blue balls whether they've experienced it and how painful it was, and whether they use that term to convince partners to continue in sex. They recruited 1,494, Now, what they call, individuals with a penis. So it sounds like it doesn't mean necessarily a man could be someone that's trans, but they call it 1,494 individuals with a penis and they found that people with penises were much more likely to report believing that blue balls is a real thing and that they were much more likely to report experiencing pain in their genitals as a result of blue balls. They said significantly more people with a penis claim that they experienced pain. However, significantly more individuals uh, reported that if they completed the task of during sexual activity that they never experienced blue balls so there you have it you got scientists researching blue balls according to the people they surveyed 1494 individuals with a penis they say blue balls is a real thing i don't know but that's what they say okay hmm. And that's my
0: weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: So I don't know if it's a real thing or not. Is it all in your head? I mean, in your mind? Is it all in your mind? Or is it really a real is that,
3: thing? Is, is that what the scientists are saying? Is it all in their head? Their no, head? They, not head, but...
1: they're saying, right. They're saying that according to the people that were part of their study, they say that, yeah, they experienced it. And it's usually because right. if they don't have the opportunity to complete the process, meaning if they don't ejaculate, then they start to experience, conge- when they say congestion, they're talking about people who did not ejaculate, and then they say they feel pain, and then that's when they have the all of that going mm-hmm. on that they call blue balls.
2: Go ahead, Papa Dean. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you what blue balls is. (laughs) All right. Blue balls is a term that came back in the day from players, true players, okay? True players. I mean, players that were just just fucking women as a sport, you know what I mean? Okay. Now, when they have got with so many women and bust so many nuts, they couldn't fuck no more. And when no cum coming out, dick wasn't even getting hard. That was called blue balls, I meaning you didn't fuck too much. And you're out of cum, and your fucking balls are tired. You just can't even fuck no more. That's the, that was the term of blue balls. Now, whatever scientist they got in the game, dickless scientists probably, you know. Why do
0: you have I mean, to be
2: They've never been fucking like that. they never fucked like that in their life. <laughs> you know you got to actually fuck you and it's not it doesn't blue balls will come through masturbation it comes through fucking but anyway i'll leave it to the experts that's just my opinion and what okay. i heard on the street okay
1: this that's straight off the street about though.
2: blue balls okay yeah that's a player move really it's a player move Ooh. anyway well, i'm going to put the to blue clear ball up, player's Bob. on
1: the kiss it list but all right we'll keep okay. it moving all right, Carol, all right. what you got for weird
3: news? Um, a, a man accidentally shot himself. He was <laughs> in Lake County, Illinois. Shot himself while sleeping. <clears throat> okay. He has been taken into custody on, oh, wow, on charges of illegal possession and reckless discharge of a firearm. The man identified as Mark DeCara of Lake Barrington grabbed his uh, point uh three fifty seven Magnum revolver in his sleep while dreaming about an intruder entering his home. Um, he then fired the revolver and shot himself in the leg, instantly waking up from the dream. Oh, I would assume there was no other intruder in the house at the time. So police were called to the scene, found the carver in the bed with a significant amount of blood. They applied a tourniquet and transported him to the nearby hospital for treatment. Uh, um goes on to say the round discharge from the firearm went through the car's legs and not in itself into the car's setting. Okay. But they found that the um that the car had owned and used the revolver despite not having a firearm owner's identification card, which is mandatory in the state of Illinois. So he got himself in into real big trouble. He he was released after posting one hundred fifty thousand dollar bond and scheduled to appear in court at the end of the month. That's so the he must story. have been. He, like
1: he must have a firearm, whatever gun that was, right there beside him when he goes to sleep.
3: I guess so.
1: That's crazy.
3: They should have done how the world with you,
1: But how in the world can you be asleep and dreaming that somebody's invading your home? and then you grab your gun and shoot your own self in the leg. That is crazy. I guess I've heard of people sleepwalking. I've heard mm. of sleepwalking. I've never heard of sleep shooting. No, I, 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 I. That is crazy. All right, we'll keep it moving. Papa Didi, what's your weird news for tonight?
2: No, this, this is about it. So I saw this video, as a matter of fact. So American Taurus was um, forced to, to box a kangaroo that was pretty funny. Because I didn't know that not only did kangaroos put their arms up but they kick like you know like regular fighters in the in, in the ring, you know, they they shoot I don't know. The thing. They look like human beings. Mm-hmm. They look like little human beings, they really do. This was an American tourist that became involved in a nasty skirmish with a kangaroo at the uh what we call the Perth Zoo. And uh they was on vacation. The footage on the attack Filmed film by the man's daughter shows him uh, smiling nervously as he he, he fenced up to the aggressive uh, kangaroo. And she said, my dad was just trying to make sure the kangaroo would stop getting frisky with that lady. The kangaroo was all behind the lady, you know. The lady was probably smelling or whatever. You never know. Body odor, perfume or whatever, you know. So the kangaroo got behind the lady, all grabbing behind her and everything. And he's gonna push her away like a like the kangaroo's a man, and not a, It was just weird when he went over here like saying, "Get away from her." So I'm know what an animal could do to your ass. He could have mauled his ass or whatever. Anyway, the clip started with a woman trying to get away from the animal before, he did, before the for uh, the before the kangaroo came toward the man. In response, the kangaroo reared up, jumped up like a human being threw his fist and everything out of it, and then kicked his foot out like a, it was crazy, like like a fighter. I didn't know kangaroos done that. So the woman behind the camera was laughing. The woman that he was trying to save, she started filming, and she laughed and said, oh, you got a chance to fight a kangaroo. Oh, my God, now it's a joke, you know. But the the kangaroo was not leaving the man and his friend alone. They tried to walk away. They had to have one of the people from the zoo because it was an actual zoo area, but some kangaroos allowed to walk, walk free a little bit. They had to get a person from the zoo to come over and hold the kangaroo. And she told the men to just walk away. Stop playing with him. Walk away before he whoops your ass for real. And so that's when it finally stopped, when she held the kangaroo by the hands and told the men to stop playing with him. Because I'm telling you, kangaroos are like human beings. They get on their hind legs and they punch and kick. I always seen in cartoons. I never knew it was real till so I saw the video. It's crazy. Wow,
1: I'm gonna have to go find that video. I want to see this. All right, y'all can go look it up. This was where, and you said Perth. Where, that's in Australia. Yeah, Perth. I
2: guess it's Australia. Yeah, Perth Zoo. P E R T H.
1: Everybody, go look up the video and get your laugh on, because that sounds crazy. <laughs> I remember a while back seeing a video. Of somebody that was messing with a kangaroo And the kangaroo Stood up on his hind legs And went into the boxing position And the guy just stood there And his wife was recording And all of a sudden That kangaroo started boxing him Like Muhammad Ali And that man tried to defend himself And that kangaroo kicked his behind He ended up on the ground And the wife is filming the whole time And he's laying on the ground Yelling for help and she's standing back holding the camera. And then finally she dropped the camera and tried to help him. <laughs> so the whole yes, picture amazing. went sideways when she dropped the camera on the ground. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kangaroos or something. All right. Well, thank you, Papa D. That wraps up the weird news. And let's see. Oh, it's time for I'm Just Saying. And, again, we're not yeah. taking any calls tonight. Uh, go ahead, Papa D. Yeah,
2: take away red wine. What I'm just saying, uh, we're... We're uh, doing an abbreviated show tonight Because uh, we're in the midst of a holiday So we have to uh, Abbreviate a little bit To uh, to some things We have to do And uh, next week we'll open up the lines again And all that jazz But in the meantime, uh, Red One Take away what I'm just saying
1: Thank you, Papa Didi. Tonight I'm just saying Who should really be sued Now, my commentary tonight Is about the public school's at least in the Maryland area, there's a group of different counties, Baltimore County, Montgomery County, Prince George's County, um, I think Carroll County, Cecil County, different counties. They have gotten together in a federal class action lawsuit that they're suing social media companies because they say that they think. And to me, that is the operative word, they think that the social media companies are harming young people. Now, my first question is, do you have proof of that? I mean, we see the behavior. We see that kids look at stuff on social media and do stupid stuff. We know that. But can you really sue the social media companies because of it? Because of the people who put content out there, different challenges, and all that crazy stuff that goes on? My question is, what I'm just saying is, who really should be sued? Because in my opinion, for a parent, you need to be responsible for what your kids are watching. If you cannot control what your kids are watching on their devices, how much time they spend on those devices, who really needs to be sued here? Are we really going to sue social media? Because they have a platform that puts all these different things out. I'm just saying, you got all these companies like Meta, which is Facebook, they own Instagram, uh, overseas companies that own TikTok. Uh, I think it's a Chinese company, Byte Byte Dance, I believe they're called. They own uh, TikTok. So can you really get away with suing them because the kids, according to what the schools are saying, they think that this is becoming harmful to the kids? I'm not disagreeing that stuff that these kids are seeing has not been harmful to them. I'm questioning, can you really get away with suing the companies in the process of it? I just feel like what is the parental responsibility for that? Because in my opinion, that's like saying, okay, for adults, if you sit up and watch whatever on TV and then you go out and do that, can you sue the the networks because they broadcast stuff that you watched and decided I'm going to try that and now you've harmed yourself? Are you going to go back and sue the networks? That doesn't make sense to me. But they've got this class action. It's a federal class action lawsuit. I'm just asking, who really needs to be sued? I don't think the parents need to be sued. I just think the parents need to step up and own the responsibility. Control your kids. Control these devices. If these are kids we're talking about, are these kids paying for their own phone? Because if they're not paying for it, then the parents are probably footing the bill. If you're footing the bill, take control. You can shut down what they see. You can shut down how much time they can use on those phones. They, they, all of these social media sites have parental controls, just like cable TV has parental controls. If you're not using it, I don't think you've got a leg to stand on. If you want to now sue the social media platform and again I'm not saying that they have no responsibility for the content that comes across their platform I'm just questioning is this really something that a lawsuit needs to be in place and how did the school systems all get together and decide we are gonna sue social media I'm like really is this an educational issue no they're talking about it's affecting the kids' emotional health and all of that. Well, that seems to me to be a parental situation, a parental problem that needs to be handled. How is a lawsuit going to fix that? I mean, come on. If we're going to talk about the whatever amendment deals with freedom of speech, stuff is out there. If the parents can't control what their kids are watching and the quantity that they're watching it, how are you going to blame the people that provide it? If that's the case, you need to sue MTV, DET, cable TV. I mean, the list can go on and on. So if that's the route we're going, where is it going to end? This is Red Wine, and I'm just asking, who should really be sued in this kind of situation? Just saying. Okay. I'm just asking Because mm-hmm. this is not making too much sense to me But anyway
0: mm-hmm.
1: We're going to keep it moving Papa Diddy What's happening in the city, Papa Diddy?
2: Well, I mean, I can only, you know, piggyback on that a little bit Because, you know, you're you're exactly right on that Because, you see, a lot of a lot of these parents out here I would say out of 100% of them I would say at least 35% are trying to be their kids' friends because they're they're trying to, like, uh, you know, look good in front of other kids, you know, by instead of showing they're a good parent, they need to show they're a responsible parent. And they want the child to have the cell phone that all the other three girlfriends have. You know what I mean? If they got the 14, whatever, they want the 14. And like you said, there's no parental guidance or anything. And most of these kids out here walk around with phones with free reign. You know what I mean? Free reign, meaning no anything, no parental guidance, no tracking, no anything. They can do what they want to do. And they're doing it. And to stay with the media, they want to pull up everything they can pull up when it comes to uh, social, this and that, you know, with all the different things. They got to do with anything so they can all talk about it. Did you see such and such or such and such? You know what I mean? It's almost like we used to talk about TV programs the next day, you know? Did you see the Ed Sullivan show kind of thing? And everybody saw Ed Sullivan or or Soul Train or whatever. You know, they want to be able to talk about what's latest on Instagram or what's the latest on this and that. And they all speak on it, but it it gets deeper than that and it goes further than that, you know? And then they get preoccupied with it, the parents are talking to them, and the kid can't put the phone down, you know? It becomes a fucking magnet, you know? It's just, it's attached to the hip. they supposed to be up there clean their room, and they, they, they're face down on the phone, just, you know, talking, texting, doing everything, just following people, you know, that thing, you know, where people will follow this and follow that, you know, I don't, you know, i will be long in my grave for understanding any of that bullshit, but, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? So on your, just to follow I, up on your point I, a little bit, follow up on your point, I think the kids are, are so far gone that it has nothing to do with how How are you going to sue somebody when all the phone uses and social media, that's on an individual basis, you know? That's per child. If you ain't got the balls to pull your kids away from that, or restrict them, or monitor them a little bit, but uh, half these kids controlling the parents. The parents just trying to be good parents. Oh, Judy's mother, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, G- Oh, man, Judy's mother, she's real cool. You know, Dorothy's mother's a bitch. You know? <laughs> the bitch is the one that's trying to control a child. You know what I mean? So, Dorothy's uh-huh. mother's a bitch. So... And that's where it lies. So most of the mothers want to be cool, so they they go on the cool side, you know. All right, we'll talk about getting that 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 iPhone 14. I'm not gonna get the pro, but I'll get the regular 14. But they still got the latest shit, you know. So very interesting. That was the. Just want to reiterate that that was a great subject, and I think that that the teachers, these you schools, know, you say, was suing the. Uh, The different counties and all? For suing who? The social media companies?
1: Yeah, they're suing the social media company.
2: The multi million dollar will stomp on your ass like a bug? Most of the (laughs) social (laughs) media companies. You think the social media companies Those social media companies can roll over every a politician on the planet. You kidding me? So yeah, well good luck with that. So anyway. But uh, one more thing I want to focus on was that, you know, we couldn't get away without talking about him with the circus, you know, a few days ago, Tuesday, with uh, your boy, 45, of him uh, getting indicted there. And the people behaving like they were. They were chasing after the motorcade and stuff like that when it was leaving out of Miami. And then he goes in a little restaurant in Little Havana after the trial, and he buys everybody near lunch, saying, "You know, food for everybody." I don't know if you saw that on the news where he announced that in a little, um, the restaurant in that town called uh, what's it called, Little Havana.
1: No, I didn't see that.
2: Yeah, he stopped the cave and went to the restaurant to feed everybody, but he's feeding them with the money that they're contributing to his campaign <laughs> or oh. contributing to his legal defense. So all the wow. people in the restaurant was eating free and, and all this. And he's, yeah, food for everybody. Uh, uh. I mean, this man is walking around like everything is cool. Like he knows something that we don't. And the young lady who's holding, who's going to hold the trial, she is appointed, judged by him. So he knows that she's in his back pocket. You know what I mean? It's a, It's a scam. The whole thing's gonna be a scam because the judge is gonna you know, Trump put her on that job. See what you think? You think she gonna throw him under the bus? Are you kidding me? Please. See, Trump got the power, honey. To them people anyway.
1: All right now. So like I said
2: very interesting situation with that and uh we'll see what happens. I think it's gonna be a waste of time. He'll get acquitted or he'll he'll get a what he'll get is a hung jury. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hung jury in time to get in the election And if he wins any election He can pardon himself Oh, It's, it's ugly So just want to say beware Because uh, The next few months are going to be crazy
1: I heard that
0: I'm sure Alright mm-hmm.
1: We're going to keep it moving and go on down to Kettle for the Hollywood wrap-up. Can we can we get the yes, intro, God. Papa Didi?
2: You all are on this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we. Yeah, to I can say to, to the audience, we're doing an abbreviated show. We normally have commercials and things like that, but uh, in lieu of uh, Juneteenth, you know, we have some flights to catch in the morning, so we have to wrap things up you know, and uh, get out to promote our show in other cities that we're going to do for Juneteenth this week. And so, anyway, um, you ready, uh, Kettle? Yes, sir. Hollywood. Hollywood. Take it away.
3: All right. At the top of the hour, congratulations are pouring in for Tyler Perry. As you, the Kelly. news reports of that... Media Mobile successfully acquired B E. T. and BH one, making him the first African American to own two major television networks. All right now. Kudos to him. I have to say. Uh I kinda figure that's the uh his films and everything was on B. E. T. Um so it goes on to say that uh, some other people were interested in purchasing BET, Fifty Cent, Shaquille O'Neal, um, Byron Allen, Kenny Beers, and I'm um, also T. Um, Diddy uh, were interested in trying to acquire BET. Um, but uh, Perry also has a long-standing relationship with the BET. In 2005, BET helped fund his first film, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, man, that's why they play it all the time in Reburn. By 2019, he was partnering with the network to develop his first streaming service into BEP Club. So, today, several of his uh, original shows produced from Atlanta's Tyler Perry studios and his plays stream on that platform. So, uh, uh, one actor, uh, Kiki Palmer, who credits one of her earliest roles as a child actor, Tyler Perry's Matthias. Family reunion, she posted um, congratulations. She uh, said she's known him for 11, you know, since she was 11, and I guess he gave her a break as well. So. Kudos to Tyler Perry. to take. that's what's up. Um, also, Teddy Riley, you haven't heard his name in a while. Teddy Riley, we're talking about 45, to Donald Trump after former President Hardin. Brother doing a double life sentence. Wow. Um, this disgraceful politician is facing 37 count federal indictments, uh, amid his bid for the 2024 presidency. The rally claims he has, um, had good reason to support him because, uh, as he launches his 2024 presidential campaign into a full swing. The 55 year old caused a stir on social media, of course, over the weekend when he left several strong arm uh, emojis in the comment section of an Instagram post from Trump claiming his innocence. Like I said, I 20 the 37th uh, count indictment. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. We shall see. The industry veteran acknowledged that everyone had their own beliefs that uh, uh, this is what he felt to be true. Rowley joined a unique group of notable black figures who have shown public support for the controversial politicians, including Ray J, um, Kanye West, of course, Kodak Black, and Lil Wayne as well. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, Also, um, Ryan Reynolds is in the news. Uh Fubo TV Incorporated, the leading sports first live TV streaming platform, and Ryan Reynolds, Maximum Effort, announced today that on June 20th, they're going to launch uh, Maximum Effort Channel, his own TV station, which will feature the debut of the partnership's first original show. He's going to do a bedtime time story with Ryan. So I don't know if it's going to be bedtime for kids or adult bedtime stories And nah, not. I guess you just have to stay tuned. That's for the maximum channel. Yeah, okay. uh, I saw a clip. It was interesting. He it, has a lot of voiceovers as far as commercials anyway. So, right. um, I guess he said, "Why not? I'm, I'm going to get into this.
0: Uh, <laughs> why not?
3: Interesting okay. stream of business, but hey, who knows? It may work." Maybe the newest thing uh, going on. <laughs> um, Pat Sajak is leaving Will of Fortune. He is announced his retirement. And fans are throwing Steve Harvey and Nick Cannon's names in the ring. Interesting. Uh, Pat Sajak, 76 uh, years old. He said, well, the time has come. I've decided that over 41 seasons begins in September will be my last. It's been a wonderful ride and um, I'll have more to say in the coming month. Hmm. That would be interesting. But I think Steve Harvey has too many hats and so does Nick Cannon. <laughs> so get somebody new. Um I'm not Thank sure they say if Band is gonna stay or not, uh but uh we'll see. Uh, yeah. Somebody new please. Yeah, if 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 he goes, why not go ahead and retire yourself and and just maybe just start a new flavor on that particular uh, show, show. Yeah, we Steve and
1: Nick can't do um, everything.
3: Yeah, they can. I I agree. I agree with you. They can't do everything. So uh, yeah, we shall see. Also, um, Anita Baker and Babyface. Ooh boy, uh, they are on tour. Or they're not. Anita Baker has completely severed ties with Babyface for uh, her tour uh, amid an ongoing back and forth with cyber bullies. Um, For the past week, Baker has responded to critics accusing her of being difficult to tour with and those pointing the finger of blame at her after Babyface made her performance with scrap at the last minute. Wow. (laughs)
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. In a previous tweet,
3: she claimed that the Live Nation assumed responsibility for the disastrous show that was plagued by a two-hour delay, a host of technical issues, and a shortage of production today. So, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, they got mixed emotions on, on, online. So, you know, her attacking Babyface, and Babyface, he hasn't said anything, so I guess he's going to keep... Keep it to himself. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Anita. To yeah. Chill out. Uh, also, um, uh, a new movie called The Blackening Black Vinny is the black uh, AF horror satire that uh, black folks have been waiting for. Um, it's a cast filled with all black leaves and immediately uh, we're someone we've never been before, and it feels good. A group of friends are uh, Grace Byers, at for Walls, uh, Melvin Gregg, uh, Dwayne Perkins. He was the writer on this uh, particular thing as well. Um, and Yvonne Orgy, um, she was on Un- uh, Unsecure. She's a comedian, stand-up comedian as well. Um, and oh, okay. Jay Farrell are in this also um so it's based on a sketch by uh Dwayne Persons, like I said it um, it uh taps into black cultures nuances and pulls out uh cackles throughout the film, so um you know, talking about people's black card and this and that and, you know people always say uh black's always the first to go in film, so um the interesting satire on me, so. I think he's going pretty good so check it out and yeah. it I yeah.
1: saw the promo for that I thought it was funny when somebody was saying they can't kill us all first
3: right right <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, yep. so that's my Hollywood wrap up
1: alright good stuff thank you so much Kettle and that's our Hollywood You're wrap welcome. up for this week alright that brings us down to the Kiss It List. Papa Papaditi, can you please tell the good folks what exactly is the A Pajama Party world-famous Kiss It List?
2: Well, that's a list of people that showed uh, their butt hiney and messed up and did some stupid crap, you know. Like the first plumber I went to that dogged uh, <laughs> me out. They're definitely on the Kiss It List, okay. you know. Uh, uh,
1: Anita I got Baker. Anita Baker.
2: That's yeah, not, she battled. I've with got Luther a list Band-Draw. over here. hmm She battled with Luther Vandross years ago, so she ain't changed a bit. She dropped out the business for years and came back a sea hag. Anyway, that's all I got to say on that. Yeah. You got to drop
1: that diva thing, but keep it moving.
2: <laughs> she ain't diva no more. She's old, honey. Anyway. Well,
1: right. I got a list. I've got the Interstate 95 politicians, ghetto plumbers, horrible customer service folks, the Blue blue Balls players that Papa Didi was referencing earlier, the sleeping shooter in Illinois. That's the man that shot himself in his sleep. uh, The boxing kangaroo. Put him on the Kiss It list. Uh, The Maryland lawsuit against social media. I think that's kind of crazy. Uh, the lies told regarding the transatlantic slave trade. Come to find out, history, which was written not by black folks, said that there yeah. were approximately 15 million black people that died during the transatlantic slave trade. But facts are now coming up that say... That is so underestimated of the number that the actual number is not 15 million, but more like between 50 and 60 million. So let's be honest about how many black folks died in that 400-year span of the transatlantic trade, uh, slave trade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm putting all the liars yes. who printed all that bull crap, y'all on the Kiss It list. Also, we've got the Egyptian Antiquity Service. This is a group we talked about them once before. They were talking a lot of smack about Egypt being non-Afrocentric, non-black, etc. Well, now they've banned a Dutch group of excavators from, you know, excavating in a certain area because these Dutch folks were doing art displays with what they found that were afrocentric because that's what they found it wasn't a spin it wasn't a you know lot this is what they found when they dug up stuff and the Egyptian antiquity service banned them from digging any more in that area because their displays and their stuff is saying showing it's too afrocentric I'm like you know what these Egyptian antiquities folk y'all are tripping. Egypt was not as Eurocentric as y'all want to believe. I don't care what you say. That's a lie. So get over yourselves. I got the Trump over-the-top supporters that have been out here rallying for him during that whole Trump circus. And the last group I got is the Republican Study Committee, which is made up of roughly, I think it said around 70, 75 percent of all the Senate or Congressional Republicans, this group of people is trying to ban free lunches in the schools next year for low-income families. They just want to get rid of it. I don't understand what their issue is. I'm like if they're low-income and living below the poverty level, families need help. People need help. Why can't the kids get a little free lunch? They're trying to ban that, so I'm putting them on the kissing list. And of course, Trump. Anybody else?
2: Because the objective is to keep the poor people poor. That's what we got to do. Yeah. If we're gonna stay where we are, they gotta stay poor. We can't let them get free nothing. Anyway, uh, let's see. Why you gotta uh, starve the
1: kids,
2: man? Yeah, really? Because they feel like their kids ain't in that line, and their grandkids, their grandkids are doing, you know. Yeah, well. So they
1: don't know. They better. They better hope they never fall out of favor. So that's everybody. I think that's everybody we have. Anybody else going once? Going twice? All right. That's this week's Kiss It List, and we have a gift-wrapped package for them. And here it is. Kiss my entire
2: Kiss my ass! You can die. Alright, welcome back to the John party I'm Juanita Papaditi, I'm with Kettle
3: Hello. Hey,
1: Bonsoir, darling And it's time for the last word Papaditi, go on to you first What's your last word On this Father's Day weekend? Well,
2: I just think Everybody should get out and uh Do uh Some kind of something for a. Uh, Juneteenth, and definitely honor the fathers, you know, think about your dad, you know, living or dead, you know, and, uh, remember, if you're gonna wear a little cassage or something if they're passed away as white, if they're living as red, so, anyway, uh, wow, and also Juneteenth, they're doing something down in Philadelphia, I heard today, a little wine, uh, tasting thing. These sisters, this one sister has a wine uh, celebration down Juneteenth down at uh, Penn's Landing. So if you pull up for Penn's Landing on Saturday, I think it's between 1 and 6 p.m., they're doing a Ah. wine taste. I think it costs $15. You can drink all you want from what I think I heard. Say
1: less, say less.
2: Penn's Penn's (laughs) Landing in Philadelphia. That's like, you know, Baltimore's Harbor. It's called Penn's Landing. Not as a laver as a harbor, but these sisters have a little wine thing going on. and A a whole Juneteenth celebration. So, anyway.
1: Excelente. All right. And my last word is just happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Take some time to learn our history. It's been hard in America to maintain a culture for black people in America. So just take time and learn your history. Learn where you come from so that you understand who you are and what you represent. Be strong in what you know because we come from royalty. Don't let anybody tell you different. Black people come from royalty. So let's walk in that royalty and carry ourselves like the kings and queens That we are right on. Over to you, Kettle. What's your last word?
3: Um, I guess I'm a I'm a piggyback on all you guys. Uh I guess people should know the significance of Juneteenth, the federal holiday United States commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. This was issued by Major General Gordon Granger on June 19, 1865, proclaiming freedom for slaves in Texas. So we all celebrate that. And, uh, like you said, let's, let's learn our history. Other folks need to learn our history as well. Um, so I think it'd be a better place. Uh, these teenagers out here, shoot them up and bang, bang. They need to learn what this particular day uh, signifies and uh, every day after that, um, they just need to get something else underneath their belt. I mean, I think if they learn more about their own black history, they would understand, like you said, we'll truly come from kings and queens. Uh, and I think right. they would carry themselves uh, in a different light. So that's my last bit. All right. Well, that right.
1: wraps it up for another Friday night. We're going to get on out of here. Uh, everybody, again, enjoy your Father's Day. Enjoy Juneteenth. Let's get out and celebrate and be proud black folks. That's it for us. Uh, yeah, that thing I was oh, go yeah, ahead. Well,
2: that thing I was talking about is called the uh, Philadelphia Juneteenth Wine and Art Festival. It's at the Cherry Street Pier, which is at Fleet Landing, and it's Saturday, June 17th. From 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Like I said, fifteen dollars you could drink all the wine you want. Anyway, but don't go for the wine, okay. go for the culture, go for the experience. Hey, do it for the culture.
1: All right, that's the hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag, do it for the culture.
2: Uh, all right, everybody.
1: Nice. Okay. Well, we're okay. out of here. Say good night, Papa D.
2: Good night, everybody.
1: Say good night, cattle.
2: Good night.
1: And good night, and bonsoir, and adios, arrivederci, and ciao. For the pajama party crew, we're out.
0: Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well,
2: when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Davico, Rana, I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night.
3: And good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me?
0: Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.
2: Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
0: The podcast, put it on my pocket. on